GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. How clean is Gibraltar? How well maintained is it? Could we do better? Viewpoint presenter Roz Astengo joined us in the studio after her programme last night. There were lots of comments from our listeners. The Calentita Food Festival is set to return in July for the first time since before the COVID-19 pandemic. Organiser Owen Smith is conscious that there's not much time to prepare the event, just a number of weeks, with more details to be published very soon on calentita.gi. Clive Crisp and Liam Vasquez were in the studio to tell us about the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, which will see about 100 by raising money for Clubhouse Gibraltar. But we start with our Eastern Beach story. Applications invited for the rental of storage units at Eastern Beach Promenade with the details, Christina Cortez. There's, well, as you mentioned, the comments, a lot of people wanted to know how to how to apply for one, really. Um, so this is, a, it's 369 stores that are currently available. The initial uh, planning application had said 600. Uh, we contacted uh, the architects behind this, or Fila Architects, who said this is the first phase of the project and there will be 600 in total. But there are six, 369 currently available uh, with applications being, uh, well, about to be taken. Um, prices from fifth, start from £15 a month. Um, but there are 14 stores that are a bit larger and prices for those range from just between 16 to £87 a month. Oh, wow, that's, yeah, so. that's a big jump. So yes. some of them must be a lot bigger. <laughs> yes, exactly, yes. Some of them are, are, are at least... There's a, there's a plan that you can sort of see a little bit and uh, there are some that are, that are quite a bit larger. Um, they'll be allocated on a first-come, first-served basis and they're set to become available from the 10th of next month. Um, the the emails uh, we've been asked, as I said, how you can apply for one. Uh, the email sent out was to those who'd already expressed an interest at number three convent place, and it attaches an application form which can be returned to the email ebs at jibtelecom.net between 9 a.m. on the 30th of May and 5 p.m. on the 5th of June. Okay, that, EBS that, that Limited. Email, sorry, that yeah. email once more? Yep, ebs at jibtelecom.net. And that is, they were sent by EBS Limited. It says it's a wholly owned subsidiary of Gibraltar Community Initiatives Limited, um, which is the parent company of Community Supplies and Services Limited, a name that may be familiar to people from the projects involved in the, the new Victoria Stadium and the Rook Elderly Care Home. And yes, that's the that's the Eastern Beach Sheds. Um, so this is a, a Sir Joe Bosano project, we think, uh, it's sort of government-led but being organised by uh, a charity... Uh, yes, the GCIL is uh, 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 is described as a registered charity, and, and that is the parent company of Community Supplies and Services Limited, which is, uh, as I said, that that company that we're familiar with from other projects. Okay, and um, and and to state the obvious, I mean, people what are interested to to be able to put away their beach umbrellas, beach chairs, that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I imagine so. Uh, that the most of the, the 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 vast majority of the sheds are sized for that sort of thing. They're sized to put away your beach umbrella, your your chairs, uh, etc. They're not they're not massive, but they're obviously of interest to a lot of people. Clearly, yeah, from the saves, saves you having to sort of cart it down from your car or, or however. You know, if you go in the bus to the beach, it's quite difficult to carry everything. So yeah, and this is part of the larger promenade. This was part of the larger promenade application. We've obviously seen the works going to mm. uh, to build that. Yep, quite a lot of discussion around. Um, 
how ready the beach is going to be for mm. people. Uh, and we had a false start because we had some really good weather in April. Yep. Uh, but now it's um, it's back to spring weather. Um, okay, Christina, and um, looking ahead to July, uh, the Galentida Food Festival returns. Yeah, it's the uh, 14th edition of Galentita after uh, a long break uh, due to COVID. It's uh, organised again by word of mouth and Jib Media working with cultural services. But it's going to be a little bit different this year. Um, it's not at Casemates as Galentita traditionally was. This is time it's going to be centred around the Piazza area. Uh, so it's modelled a bit more on the Jubilita Festival, also by word of mouth last year, uh, which celebrated the Queen's Jubilee and that was spread across different locations as well. So it's some of those same locations as uh, Owen Smith explained to me earlier. Last year, instead of having Galantita, we did Jubilita, uh, which was a smaller event spread over sort of multiple venues within the town. And we got a lot of positive feedback from that. People really liked the more relaxed atmosphere, the sort of uh, easier to move around and so on. So uh, instead of going back to Casemates and Corral Road, we're going to repeat that sort of format and have it in John McIntosh Square, on the boulevard and around Campion Park as well. And uh, you're currently encouraging people to, to get involved, uh, stallholders who might want to take part in the event. That's right. Um, the um, Galantita is going to take place on the 8th of July, so it's actually already quite close. Uh, there's not too much time to prepare, but if there are people who are interested in taking part, we'd love to hear from them. And uh, in terms of entertainment, can you give us an idea of what might be on offer? Yeah, we're going to make sure that we have lots of entertainment for children. There'll be live music, and we're going to have a few special food-related features as well, which will be innovations for this year, which I think people will really like. But most of all, what we're trying to do is bring back that sense of Galantita that we've had over the years, but in a more sort of relaxed uh, environment, more akin to what we did last year with Jubilita. Owen Smith of Word of Mouth speaking to Christina Cortez, who is here in the studio uh, with me. Christina, it's, um, we were talking about it earlier on in the week. It's great to be sort of back to normal. No, is um, I mean, we, we've just marked uh, with the freedom of the city conferment, uh, or we've just remembered, if you like, the COVID-19 pandemic and the role played by the health authority and ERS in particular. But more generally, it serves as a reminder that uh, we've come so far since those sort of worrying, worrisome lockdown days. Absolutely. I was uh, talking about this uh, with Owen earlier when, when <clears throat> I went to speak to him. Um, you know, it's been a hard time. Uh, it was a hard time for everyone, but it was a hard time for, for restaurant owners. It was a hard time for event organizers, for people whose uh, livelihood is, is catered around events such as this and around people going out. And obviously it's, it's, it's a relief for, for a lot of people to, to be able to have events like this again. Uh, yeah. No, it's great. Okay, so um, and uh, he said he's, they're encouraging, they're hoping to welcome back some of the regular participants that always uh, used to take part in Calentita, but also encourage uh, new participants. And there will be more information coming out uh, over the next week or 10 days. Um, and that uh, is on galentita.gi was the, uh, the, is the website. So if people want to find out more about this as, uh, as more information comes out, that's the place to go. Christina Cortez. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Uh, Rosa Stengo is here. Um, Ros, your, your your sense of, of uh, the public feedback on this topic? Yeah, um, I have to say I've been doing viewpoints for I don't know how long, maybe over 15 years, and it's probably one of the viewpoints that's generated the most comments uh, in terms of emails and also comments online on our social media pages because it's clearly a subject that many people feel very, very strongly about. And I think the general consensus overwhelmingly was Gibraltar needs to be cleaner. Uh, we've got some highlights from the show. If people are seeing that there are consequences for um, littering, then that is going to be a deterrent. Not we've got two litter wardens at the moment for Gibraltar and we're looking to increase this in the, in the upcoming months. Uh, we've had one of our employees tell 
a teenager, look, there's a bin there. You've just thrown a can of Coke and why didn't you throw it in the bin? And the response I quote is, pa eso tatu, pa limpia. Unfortunately, as the saying goes in Gibraltar, de la casa pa dentro, everybody has a, a you know, spanking clean house, but then from outside, it's some people are just, just can't be bothered. And it's a question of for the government to start campaigning. This has to stop once and for all. If not, you're going to be penalised heavily. You have lots of dogs coming out. If you bear in mind 5,000, they might urinate three times a day. That's 15,000 urine stains. Dog poo, regardless of the work that you're doing, is everywhere. I never guarantee that we can go on demand. Yeah. We have done so in the past, but when we have availability... Who is responsible for keeping this looking a little bit better. I don't think there really well, is, to be honest. There is a plan in place, but, but the plan is, to a certain extent, dictated by a, the amount of funding that you have available. This is what Jeslyn had to say. Hi, Jonathan. I just wanted to make a comment on the cleanliness debate. Um, although I do agree with the comment about how a lot of people have poor civic pride, um, I don't think that we can sort of use that as a main reason for why jib is the way it is because as a mother of a two-year-old and a toddler i spend a lot of time in parks for example here in jib and the state of parks is just unacceptable parks need more frequent cleaning and deeper cleaning because we're not talking about a packet of crisps being left on the floor we're talking about filth we're talking about the place where our kids are playing being literally disgusting like sticky and dirty and just literally unacceptable so although i do agree a lot of people make matters worse because they're so careless and just throw things on the floor. Um, we need more cleaning and deeper cleaning. Streets get dirty. It's natural over time and with constant use, places are going to get dirty. So we cannot blame those careless people. We need more people maybe um, employed and more frequent cleans. Roz. Yeah, just to let you know who was speaking there, we had Janet Howard from the ESG, we had Emil Hermida, who's the Chief Executive of Technical Services, Liesel Mazzilio from the Department of the Environment, Chris Segovia from the Environmental Agency, and uh, two concerned citizens, Julie Gonzalez and Albert Frioni. So it was quite a, an interesting debate that covered a wide range of topics from um, littering, dog poo and wee, um, and also maintenance and general upkeep of Gibraltar. And that programme is repeated on GBC Television Sunday at 9 o'clock and it's also online at gbc.gi. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Good afternoon to Clive Crisp and Liam Vasquez, uh, who are here to talk to us about the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. Um, and we have to say from the start, gents, that um, I did say earlier that I thought it was this Sunday, but actually it's on Sunday the 4th of June. You've pushed it back, no? Sí, yeah. good afternoon, Jonathan. Um, well, we've had some bad luck this year. We've never postponed it before. Um, we've had uh, the initial date was Sunday 21st. Then we pushed it back to this Saturday, tomorrow. And then because of the weather forecast, we'd had to push it back again another week to next Sunday, the 4th of June. So that will because be our the final date. Possibility of thunderstorms tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's not, not as much fun as well. to, to, no, 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 to no. drive in the in no, the rain, no. No? and not safe either. Yeah, true. Uh, okay, well, uh, for somebody who's coming to this without uh, much background, um, tell us a bit about the distinguished gentleman's ride and and you know w what it does. I mean, you you raise uh, quite a lot of money, no, for for charities. See, um, it's a worldwide worldwide event, and it's celebrated 
in over 133 um, cities and towns across the world. Um, Gibraltar has been doing it since 2016, which Dale James started. And obviously, people have come into the team and out, so we're all, we do it as a, as a team. If not, it won't get done. Um, and basically, last year, for example, we raised funds for the sort of um, international uh, distinguished gentlemen's um, thing, which is usually for Movember uh, cancer research, usually prostate cancer and mental health, men's mental health in particular. Um, last year, locally, we raised... I think it was 9,000. 9,000. Oh, that yes. was for... Checking what charity it is. Relief Gibraltar. We had 115 riders, so this year we've got about 72 registered on the website. Hope to bring those numbers out. And uh, we're raising funds this year for Clubhouse Gibraltar. Excellent. <laughs> Great. Okay, well, um, let's bring in Liam in just a moment, but you did mention uh, your colleague uh, who uh, has spoken to us ahead of uh, this afternoon, Dale James, about the attire that um, is expected next Sunday. The attire for the day is what I like to think of as business at the top and rocker at the bottom. So it's the, the dapper look. Uh, things like a blazer, shirt, tie or bow tie, waistcoat, things like that uh, on, on top and for bottoms, um, maybe some like chinos or um, some jeans with, with boots. Uh, that's the kind of thing that, that, that we're looking for. Uh, I'd also like to say I, I really appreciate it when people do make the effort to dress up on the day because it is a charity event and the, the whole point of it is that you know, bikers who feel uncomfortable dressing up um, make the effort to do so on the day. So I really want to say thank you to everybody who does make the effort. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar Today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.